Can I just say, when you swim with your bio here in the water and you just feel that natural water running along your scalp, it's amazing. This is Alopecia Life with your host, Deanne Graham. You'll hear interviews with specialists in their field and parents who are helping their child move through life while living with alopecia areata, along with conversations with alopecia rock stars who are making a difference. Alopecia Life is here to provide you with support, accurate information, inspiring stories, and life hacks to help you navigate the world of hair loss. Whether you've just been diagnosed or have had it for ages, Alopecia Life has been created to share all the information you may want or need to do alopecia your way. Thank you for joining us today for episode 22 of Alopecia Life. Today's guest is Alicia Gleason Chernesky. Alicia has been traveling the world working as an accountant by day and trying to help change perceptions about hair loss by night. We all know that losing our hair is not easy. And Alicia knows that firsthand after initially letting hair loss impact her self-esteem and confidence. Now she has set out on a global mission to find solutions to help others with hair loss or hair imperfections along the way. March is National Reading Month and all our guests this month have authored a book. And Alicia's is Mom, Where Is Your Hair? You'll learn more about that today along with Alicia's adventures and some answers to those travel concerns that come to mind when dealing with hair loss wearing hair pieces or a hat when going through TSA, and so much more. Alicia, thank you so much for joining us today on Alopecia Life. Deanne, thank you so much for having me. This is an awesome opportunity. And hi, all you fellow alopecians out there. They will be glad to hear from you. You've got a lot of amazing advice about traveling, and we're going to be hearing your personal alopecia story. And I would love to just jump right in, and let's just talk about that. Okay, perfect. Sounds good. So let's talk about when you were diagnosed. I know um, you and I talked, so I know your story and, and I think it's actually fascinating. My story about getting diagnosed is a little bit different uh, to, I believe, many of your listeners out there in the respect that I'm actually third generation alopecia. So my grandmother had AU, so alopecia universalis, and she lost all of her hair. Now she had five kids and one of them being my dad, and he was the only one who was born with alopecia. My dad went on to have three kids, two of which uh, have alopecia, and that includes me. So that made me third-generation alopecia. Now, because it was three generations, while my parents would uh, talk to specialists about, you know, shampoos and the typical steroid injections and all of that kind of stuff, We didn't really go and speak to a proper professional trico specialist or like dermatologist Mm -hmm. until recently I went and actually spoke to a specialist in the Cayman Islands and diagnosed me with menalthrix, which is a form of alopecia and a much more genetic type of it. So as you can tell from that, being born with alopecia meant that I have had alopecia my entire life. So high school, university, primary school, the bullies, the relationships, everything, been there, done that. So you share this diagnosis also with your brother. Your niece also has it, right? Yes. So my brother has now got three children and of his three children, two of them have alopecia, his oldest daughter and his youngest son. And when we talked before, you mentioned something that kind of stuck with me. 
you said that you felt very alone with what you were going through. And I, and I was very surprised about that. I thought, wow, she's alone. Even though she, she literally probably shares a wall in the same house with somebody who has it. You know, you're walking around with your dad, you see your Nana, you, you know, you have your brother and you still felt very, very alone. So I think a big aspect to it, because you're absolutely right. I do. I did. And I still do occasionally feel absolutely alone. What's amazing is being involved on, you know, social media and being able to hear podcasts like Alopecia Life, which really demonstrates, oh my gosh, we are not alone. We're in this together. But I grew up in a small town where, I mean, we were blatantly on our own. It was me, my dad, my brother. We were the only ones that looked the way we looked. Mm -hmm. And so it's almost like, we could have been aliens from a totally different country because no one else in that community had alopecia. And I mean, I'm from New Zealand originally, if you haven't picked up the accent. (laughs) (laughs) Even just walking around New Zealand and stuff, it was really hard to spot anyone who had alopecia or had different looking hair. But I think a big part of that, and I imagine, I mean, you would notice the same, alopecia is very easy to cover up and that's what everyone does. Mm -hmm. If you looked at my nana, you would never think she had anything different about her or alopecia because for her, she lived in her wig. Her wig was her safeguard. So much so, you know, when I was a young child, if I had a nightmare and I was staying at nana's house, and I wanted to, you know, go and jump in her bed, I wasn't allowed to. I needed to knock at the door, even though I'm frightened, to give her a chance to, you know, put her wig on and adjust herself before she'll come out and kind of take care of me. For her, you'd never see her without a wig. And I mean, that's everyone's choice. I I choose to wear a wig as well. But when I'm swimming and things like that, I mix it up. I mean, it's really hard if you have alopecia and everyone in your community, they may have alopecia as well, but you just might not know it, especially if you're too shy to talk about it. Right, right. And what you wanted to do is you wanted to kind of shift that a little bit, right? You wanted to provide resources for people. You started to blog about it. A big piece of that was because of your niece and you wanted the experience for her to be different than what you had experienced and what your dad and Nana had experienced. Absolutely. Like you'd think in the time of the internet and so many people have alopecia, I think they're saying statistically, I I was saying like one in eight people will experience a form of alopecia in their life, whether children, adults, or as elderly. So it's not uncommon, yet you still get severely bullied at school and it really impacts your self-esteem. I know that firsthand. And then now my niece she has alopecia and when I was speaking to her she's telling me about how her new school she gets bullied and no one wants to be her friend because they're calling her diseased they think because Mm -hmm. she looks different she's diseased and if she's looking different and diseased maybe it's contagious so it's better just to stay away from her which is just horrible those kind of impacts on self-esteem they can be really deeply ingrained and have a lot of impact on a person's personality. I wanted to try my best to try and change that. And what's amazing is I know like yourself and so many others out there are trying to do the same thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I put together a website, which I'm creating a whole bunch of resources, like an active feed of the latest news and research to do with alopecia as well as alopecia-related events talking about different solutions. So a lot of my blogging is about different solutions I've tried. Like I've tried tattooing my scalp at home. Trust me, don't do that. That really hurts. (laughs) But I've also created my book, Mom, Where Is Your Hair? 
because I'm a true believer that education is the best way to create changes and to really create the help that we need in our societies. So I've targeted young children because I think, you know, a young child is so open and inviting to these kind of experiences and understanding. They see their older sibling or their parents kind of being funny around someone who've lost their hair. Perhaps they'll be like, hey, no, it's just alopecia. It's totally fine. Be nice. Kind of creating that kind of positive change. Right. Right. And it's really about the education piece that that you were talking about. I think as well for children, it's understanding, you know, if they're in the position of having alopecia, they're not alone. Mm -hmm. There are, you know, there are adults out there with alopecia. Mm -hmm. Uh, I do want to do another book from the child's perspective, Mm -hmm. but I do see that there are a few really good books out there already where it's a child with alopecia. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, it's just really kind of pushing that message and trying to do it in a really fun, exciting way that children and adults, no matter when you go through alopecia, it's hard. Mm -hmm. So just making sure no one feels alone and they feel that support. Yeah. And a lot of what you talk about on your website and with your blog is about travel. And I know that you are just, I, should we call you an extreme traveler? <laughs> it's, you can call me an extreme traveler. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> and you lived for the last three years, you were in the Cayman Islands with travel and with being in places that are really warm and your love for swimming. How do you work around that with wearing a wig and how does that really work for you? So like you mentioned, I am a huge traveler and I love the water. Now, when I started wearing wigs, I was about 22 years old. And one promise that my dad made me give him was that if I start wearing a wig, I won't use it as an excuse not to do anything I love especially knowing how much I love the water. So I've really tried to stay true to that promise and stay true to myself. So while living in the Cayman Islands, I, one, would wear a swim cap occasionally. And I've kind of done it, you'll see it on my Instagram, where I'm trying to create this kind of environment where swim caps are cool again. And they're starting to hit the red carpet as well as, you know, the fashion lane. So swim caps are coming back, which is exciting for all of us with alopecia. It means that if we want to and we're not comfortable just rocking it, we can get some cool swim caps. Some days I would just rock it. That would be a bit more if it was just with my husband and I. Or I just really wanted to go swimming and I didn't have my swim cap or I didn't have my headband and, you know, I had a really high quality wig on that I didn't want to damage. I have been caught out like on a boat party where uh, the boat had gone off to this really cool snorkeling spot that I'd never been to before and a whole bunch of people were going snorkeling and I really wanted to do it. I had major FOMO. But all I had with me was my wig and I did not feel comfortable jumping in with just my bio here. So I actually went snorkeling with my wig on. And turns out that if you put a snorkel mask over your wig, it holds your wig perfectly in place. So you can do that as well. There are options always. Right. And I love that you didn't let that hold you back, just like what your dad didn't want to let that limit you. And you were like, well, this is what I've got. And I'm going to put this snorkel mask over. It didn't, it probably wasn't super kind to your wig. Your wig was like, hey, don't do this to me. But I love that. And I think that's one of the biggest fears. I hear this, especially from women 
but men too, you know, they're wearing a hat and swimming with a hat is kind of weird. And so what do you recommend to all the, those people who are like, Hey, I, I want to get in the water and I don't want to be limited by my balding head or my completely bald head. What do you recommend for kind of first steps and just kind of doing it? So I mean, everyone I've met in the alopecia journey is in different points. Some are totally happy rocking their crown or their bio hair as is. Others are the complete opposite end of the spectrum where they don't want anyone to know about what they're going through or to see their scalp. So, I mean, it is not worth not getting into the water because, I mean, the water is just amazing. Mm. But you do have options. So... Your first step is a swim cap if you want to. I've totally sat at a restaurant and a really busy restaurant in my swim cap. I'm just like, you know what? I'm going to rock this. And the more you rock it, like a swim cap, because other people wear swim caps too. It's not like I'm the only one at the beach. It's not super common, but it's getting more common that the more you wear it, the more other people will be like, oh, that's cool. Okay, I'll wear one too. So hashtag swim cap challenge <laughs> if you're out there and wanting to try that. Otherwise, synthetic wigs. So, you know, you can pick up a really cheap synthetic wig from Amazon for, say, $20 and just use that one as your swimming wig as well as your gym wig. It's the wig that you're like, eh, it's going to get mucky. It's fine. And you can do that either. So if you have a little bit of bio here, just a few bobby pins generally will hold it in place. Or what I usually do if I'm, you know, jumping off a cliff into the water or diving in, it's the same when you're wearing a snorkel mask. You kind of just need to hold it just at the front, jump in. And then sometimes when you're under the water, you can (laughs) realign it before you pop out and look perfect. So hold your breath a really long time. (laughs) Get it situated. (laughs) It really depends. It does really depend. Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I've been really comfortable as well with headbands or like a bandana. Those you can tie around your head. So they're really tightly around your head and they will stay in place. But that's a bit harder with trying to hold the wig on in the same place as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, can I just say when you swim with your bio here in the water mm-hmm. and you just feel that natural water running along your scalp, it's amazing. So mm-hmm. do try and go in aloe natural. Swim caps, they're getting really fashionable. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks for those recommendations. And I know a lot of people also, when they travel, they're worried about security, right? TSA, wherever they're going, are they going to be asked to remove their hat, remove their wig, scarf, whatever it may be on our head? And what is your experience with traveling internationally and domestically here in the US now that you're over here? So to give everyone a bit more context, I have traveled over 30, 40 odd countries. I've done a lot of traveling and spent a lot of times in airports and never in my life. In terms of solutions I've had, I've worn wigs, hair extensions, dread extensions, felt dreads, hair braids. I have tried a lot and I have never, ever, ever in all my time with TSA and going through those security gates, ever had to remove my wig or, you know, try and take all the bobby pins out of my poorly placed hair extensions. Or like if you're wearing a topper, a lot of the times you'll have hair extensions or clips. A lot of my wigs will have, you know, big clips to hold them in place. Never has that been an issue. You will be asked to remove your hat. 
So what I recommend, you know, if I fly back to New Zealand, it can take easily 18 plus hours and that can be really uncomfortable with wearing a wig. So I would wear like a turban over top of it, then like a tightly fit turban or um, kind of a thicker headband so that when I'm sleeping, my wig will, you know, move out of place, but the headband kind of just hides it. So no matter what it looks like, to everyone on the outside, they can't tell. And you do not have to remove a headband. I've never been asked to remove my big, thick headbands. But hats, generally, you do need to remove them. So be prepared for that. Yeah. And I've called TSA in Washington, D.C., and we talked about what the process is for going through TSA with a hat. I know you and I talked about this last week. You know, you're approaching the security agent and you're thinking, okay, what's going to happen here? Are they going to ask me to remove my hat, wig, whatever it may be? When I talked to them at TSA, they said they may ask you to. So whether your kid is 4 or 15, if you're an adult wearing a hat, it's possible. And you can always say to them, can I have a private screening? And that allows for that public removal to be less attention on it, I should say. And that seems to be, as long as people know that they can do that, at least here in the U.S., that it's an option for them, then they can go in, take a little bit of extra time, say that, you know, this is what they need and just kind of have it done and move on. So... Yeah, absolutely. What's super interesting is, I mean, wigs these days are a fashion piece, right? So everyone wears them, It's whether they have alopecia or not. Right. They're really, really common. As a fellow wig wearer, I can spot it because, I don't know, you get a very trained eye and you're, you're totally surrounded by other people wearing wigs as well. It's You don't need to feel anxious or unique although unique is awesome, Um, (laughs) when you're traveling or anything else, you're not alone going through this and journey is part of the fun. Mm -hmm, For sure. What are your thoughts about sunscreen? I love sunscreen. Uh, For me, I find it very, very thick and I I haven't done the Brave the Shave yet, so I'm still holding on to my very thin, fluffy, short hair. Mm -hmm. Um, So if I try it, applying sunscreen on my scalp it gets very messy (laughs) so I try and balance my scalp sun time with hats I love big floppy hats protect to scalp it's a good idea because I think it's especially sensitive too because it doesn't see the light of day all the time for most of us and what else would you like to add what would you like listeners to kind of take away from this So I think my biggest message is always you are not alone. And that has become particularly true while I've been traveling. So, you know, while I was in Cuba, they actually have this really specialized alopecia center where they use human placenta as a remedy for alopecia. And so it's quite common when you're in Cuba to see other people with alopecia. Or like in Vietnam, they use a lot of like tattooing systems for kind of their hair loss alopecia approach. And so, you know, you could be walking around like Hanoi, this crazy busy city, and it's not uncommon to see, you know, someone with their tattooed scalp. I was recently in El Salvador and I was just uh, walking along the uh, fishing pier there and there was a lady there, but she's just there at the end of the wharf, uh, completely local to El Salvador with alopecia. So, you know, the world is a big place, 
There is a huge population of people on it and a large number of those people have alopecia or some form of hair loss. So don't feel alone. Have a look out there for the different types of resources because there are thousands of resources now and everyone is really positive and wanting to provide support and help. Mm -hmm. I find that this is one of the most supportive communities that we have out there. Oh, absolutely. When I went live or come out the closet, I guess, on um, social media, on Instagram, I was dead afraid because you hear such horror stories of what people can say. And I've been now on Instagram over a year and a half now, and I have never had one negative comment. Everyone is so positive and they all really want to help. And everyone's kind of going through it again. Everyone's at different kind of sections of the the process of evolving and accepting the alopecia. Well, I love that. Thank you so much for that. And it's always a message that we love to share, right? We're not alone. We've always, as you said, you know, you felt alone even within your own family bond, but it was more about the exterior of what people were seeing. It was just the four of you. And so I think that if we just continue to recognize that we're not alone, share with others our own experience that will allow other people to just feel so involved in a community that is understanding. Yeah, absolutely. And how can people find you? So my website is Here and Now Global. So it is meant to be a little bit of a pun, mm-hmm. um, but here for Here and Now Global is here like here on your head. So H-A-I-R and now global. My book is also available on Amazon. And what I'd love to do for all of your listeners, Deanne, is when this podcast is available for three days, being the day of the launch and two days after, I'll make electronic versions available for free Mm -hmm. on Amazon. Awesome. Yeah, that would be fantastic. And I will put all of that in the show notes the website and how to reach you on social media and also the link to get access to the electronic version of the book. That would be awesome. Thanks so much, Alicia. Thank you. And thank you so much for having me. Yeah, it's been a pleasure. And I look forward to connecting with you in person now that you're in Seattle. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you again for joining us today for episode 22. We hope that when you're considering traveling, especially to areas where there are waters to be explored, that you consider these great options Alicia has suggested. Alicia has also supplied the Amazon link in the show notes that will be live for three days, including today, March 26th, the 27th, and 28th for a free digital copy of Mom, Where's Your Hair? I just want to say thanks again for extending that to all of our listeners. And when you're looking for her online, you can find her at hairandnowglobal.com and all of that information will be in the show notes to reference. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Join our Alopecia Life Facebook group and find out more information at headonlifecoaching.com. The information on this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and is meant for general information purposes only. If you're enjoying these episodes and finding the tips helpful, please subscribe and leave a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to and download podcasts.